0: Is it average? Average? Average is the bottom of the top, the top of the bottom, the cream of the crap.
1: Who wants to be average? The buyer will not judge your business on how well it runs with you. It's how well it runs without you. And
0: I'm worried that when I come to exit, there's no one big enough to buy me because I'm the biggest in this sector. You shouldn't have your name in the name of the business. This episode is going to be with Ian Brent. Ian's been my lawyer for over 20 years. Ian has sold businesses from a couple of million to over a billion pounds, sold thousands of businesses. This man is going to tell you the difference between making a bit of money and a life-changing amount of money. Don't miss this session. People do business with people they like, know and trust. And Ian's a great example that I first knew Ian when he helped us buy a business uh, probably 20 years ago when he was at Birmingham Later, Paisner. He's been at Halliwell's, David Arnold Cooper. Now he's a corporate lawyer at Fladgate and has been there for many years. And during that time has helped me buy and sell businesses and people I've recommended as well. Um, One of the other interesting things, which was an attraction to me, Ian, when uh, we first met was that you weren't just a lawyer. You also got Cambridge's first blue for martial arts. And am I right in saying you're fifth Dan Black Belt in karate?
1: You are right. Yes, I am. (laughs) Um,
0: and, And actually that was important to me because Often we, we, we don't just want someone for the skill set they have, we, we want a whole person. And what was interesting to me was you take that warrior into uh, legal arguments or legal debates or buying or selling a business. And interestingly, when I looked at your profile and I thought, is there anything I didn't know on there? And you, you put in there, I focus on battles worth winning rather than point scoring and happy to use my experience of over 300 deals and so on. And the fact that you think of it as, as a battle sometimes, is that fair to say how you approach most support that you give businesses when you're buying or selling for them?
1: Well, I think over the years, things have become more collaborative. I think back in sort of uh, when I started, it was much more contentious. I think sort of everybody sitting around the table uh, for days on end to to end up in a very frosty atmosphere. Uh, Sort of they were the, the, the lawyers that were showing me the way were people who had been involved in you know this sort of notorious hostile takeover e- era, where you know it could come from America, and people were just uh, very uh, acrimonious and antagonistic, hostile. That's it, it. It's less so these days. I think people tend to realise that uh, you, you you actually end up in the in the in the same place, but uh, there are nicer ways of doing it and more collaborative ways, and. Yeah. um that so that 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 I, I don't really see it as a a a, a, a bat a, a battle. I fight hard for my clients. The point I'm making there is that uh, what I will focus on, I'll, I'll identify with the clients what points they want to win and only worry about them. Um, yeah. Everything is going to be a negotiation at the end of the day.
0: No, and I remember um in the first business you helped us buy, and then several years later probably eight years later you helped us sell it for a much greater number which was uh, pleasing for you and pleasing for us i think but i remember when we bought it we bought it at four times ebitda or there that thereabouts um but when we sold we sold at a much greater multiple and and that was one of the things that i learned from you that i would like to share with any listeners or viewers because one of the things i do a lot in mentoring is that people have got average businesses and you know in my head comes the saying that you know, I remember an old boss, uh, John Irish, when I was at Spa, and one of the guys said, Well, we're achieving better than average. And he just blew up and he said, Average? In average? Average is the bottom of the top, the top of the bottom, the cream of the crap. Who wants to be average? But you, you helped us see that four times EBITDA was an average business, if you like, or an average sale multiple or thereabouts. But what I want to get into and help people learn and I try and focus on as I'm mentoring them is how can you take a business that might be only average or might be only worth four times its profit and take it to a business that might be worth 10 or 20 or higher? What, what are the elements that in your mind are most important in the high multiples that don't exist in the low multiple sales? <laughs>
1: Well, I think the first thing is, is that the multiple only becomes relevant at the point of sale. And like with anything in life, if you don't plan for that sale, then you're not going to achieve the high multiple. So quite a few years ahead of the sale, you've got to start working on what is going to increase that multiple. So the the the, mo- the most important uh, element that you can change, uh, and I'll come back on to things that move multiples that are more difficult to change, but the most important thing is to have a strong management team. Really, there are two universes of buyers. Uh, one is a trade bias for somebody in your own business who's going to uh, use you as a a strategic addition to their own business, or a private equity buyer, i.e. a financial buyer, who's interested in you, not because they are, they're already necessarily into that trade, but because they think that there is a good growing business to buy. Now, if you rule with a private equity buyer, the first thing they need is to have a good management team, and it's the management team they are backing. If they, don't, if you don't have a good management team, you've ruled out one half of the universe of buyers. You're limited to trade buyers. And if you don't have competition, then that absolutely is going to, if you don't have competition, it's going to drive down the price. And if you do have competition, that's going to drive up the multiple. Yeah. So the most important thing is to have a good management team.
0: No and no, I know you you've told us that in many areas or many of the businesses you 've helped us with, and it brings into my mind as well the saying of winning teams only have the best players uh, and sometimes yet when we see businesses that sell in that average multiple low multiples is uh, as you were saying about strong management team uh, good man- great management team. Does family affect that somewhat, do you think? Do you think people tend to compromise because the management team is different family members? So is that something whereby you could build it as a family, but as you get to a point of either selling or or, or being funded by private equity, you need to change that to get a a better uh, value or multiple?
1: Well, it could change in a negative way, I would say. You know, perhaps if there's been a family business, uh, people may be. Uh, sort of just ju- just think about there being a natural family succession plan as opposed to a planned succession plan, and it may be that you get to a stage where uh, the 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 next generation is not uh, good enough to run the business or is not does not want to run the business, and if that happens, then you've got to. Like with everything, you've got to plan ahead, and you've got to. There's no good being. It's no good being sentimental there, because otherwise, uh, generations of history is going to draw up, and you've got to put in a non-family member who's going to uh, who, who's going to carry on that business.
0: So we got, um, in terms of growing multiple from average to exceptional, if you like, or on that journey, we have got strong management team, good succession plan. What 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 comes next for you, or what other uh, attributes could you could you say make that difference?
1: Well, I'll just, I'll, I'll just sort of uh, give it a, a little expression. I'm still going on about because it's so important about the succession and the management team. Okay. Uh, something I often say to people is that it. The buyer will not judge your business on how well it runs with you. It's how well it runs without you. And I pick that up straight away when somebody comes to me to want uh, who wants to sell the business. If his phone is going the whole time and he's agitated and he's more distracted by running the business but then planning to sell the business, that's completely understandable for any business owner. Now that business owner is too heavily embedded in the business, and that's going to manifest itself straight away to any potential buyer. So it, it, it's quite ironic, but what a buyer wants to see is, I'm acting for somebody at the moment. He spends the whole the the the, the, the whole time in, uh, in in Majorca, so. They know that, like that. He, he, he never he never comes to a meeting, appears in a the meeting.
0: when it comes to selling. It, 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 absolute, it yeah.
1: absolutely is a positive because...
0: Yeah, and I, d- he, I do remember you saying to Tom and I 10, whatever it was, 11, uh, 12 years ago uh, when we looked to sell uh, our international uh, research consultancy and you were saying the problem is people are calling it the Tom and Mike show because you're kind of juggling everything. And so in that year before we made a real point because of your advisory of saying, do you know what? I haven't sold a single thing in the last year. We've got a great sales team and, that, and that's Katie and John and, and, and the other guys. And and actually I haven't managed a single client. We've got a great, great client management team. And so we could evidence, even though people had come to know us at the helm of the business and, and as key drivers of the business, we had in that last 12 months, und- because you'd said that to us, started to step back so we could evidence that actually we were not important on a day-to-day basis uh, to to the current or future profitability or running of that business.
1: Exactly, and it's interesting that you say about the Tom and Mike show. I've recently advised a client who actually put himself through an auction process and didn't get the interest he was hoping for. And we had a debrief afterwards, and he said that everybody – Said that he was too integral to the business. I said, "Simbi, you're not. You don't do much work." And he said, "I know." And I said, "I I said I've told you for ages that you shouldn't have your name in the name of the business." And it's 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 quite weird. Now, of course, you can give me a thousand examples of businesses that have sold. Notwithstanding, you know, I don't know if uh, you know. I'm sure that whatever uh, uh you know marks and spencer i guess the original people were called mr marks and mr spencer so of course there are that that there, there are many businesses that have been successful uh but it, it it's a little little um a, a, a little trick that you know and again it, you can't change your name it's all about planning you can't change your name 2 minutes before the sale or a year before the sale you've got to make sure that if you're going to change the name, so let's just say it, say it was, you know, if the business was called, uh, you know, Green Enterprises Limited. Now, if you change, if you changed it over the year to whatever G E G E L, okay. Now, if you changed it and then that became that became how the how your customers associate, uh, uh, associated the business and the name, then that would be fine. But you couldn't be in the midst of doing that, so. Yeah. Uh, that, now, I, that, yeah.
0: that, that, that's a powerful point because often certainly when small business start up it is their name isn't it and 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 that's yeah. what they go to I mean luckily because we bought that business it didn't have our names in it anyway um, but I could see why people would and so obviously we start we're having to start if we're going towards an exit um, is there an optimal, you know, it, it should be part of a three-year strategy towards exit uh, or is it like you need a minimum of one year? What guidance would you give around that? And the reason I say is because I am at working with a lot of businesses uh, every month where they are working towards an exit. And I say, uh, my thinking is that you probably need at least 12 months. And that's part of why I asked you if we could have this call. But also uh, it's interesting. You, you said it changes towards an exit or when you're thinking of exiting, increasingly, I suppose, as I get older, I've been thinking, yes, but if you build a business or structure a business that has got all of the core elements that would optimize your multiple at exit, sometimes exit is necessary unplanned. Like, God forbid, I'm driving along, I have an accident, I die tomorrow. Sometimes businesses are so dependent on one or two individuals that the rest of the family can't come in to run it. They don't know anything about it, maybe. Uh, And unless you've got a big insurance in place that can bring in interims, sometimes you can have a 20 million pound business that becomes worth 2 million in a year or two because it didn't have a good succession plan. It didn't run without the the leader and and or other people weren't party to the strategy that would keep it solid and growing. so, um, yeah, I, sorry, I, I wobbled on a bit there, but really I guess the question is how far out would you start and to what degree is it a benefit to structure it as if you were going to exit it in 12 months or is it so fundamentally different that you would only put some of these things in place in the event that you intended to sell? No doubt about it,
1: three years ahead because the process itself takes 12 months. So from the if somebody came in to me, Today and said uh, I'd like to sell my business. What do I do? How long will it take? I'd say you can expect to get the check if you're if if you run a successful process. You can expect to get a check in 12 months' time. There's a a a a lengthy process. Uh, the process has tended to get longer over the years as people sort of dig deeper into uh, into due diligence and are perhaps more cautious about parting with their money. Um, so, if you leave it to to, to 12 months to start to, and think, okay, actually, I'd like to retire in 12, 12 months, well, you're not going to have been able to make those changes that are going to be able to change the, the, the multiple. You're not going to have uh, – if I say to, to the person then, how reliant is it on you? And they say, very reliant. And they say, well, you need a good management team. And he goes, oh, okay, well, I better sort of get the people up and running. That 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 that's that's way too late. These yeah. you, you need to that person already needs to uh have taken the back seat. So to just to make clear, sort of two two halves of the same coin, two sides of the same coin is one having the good management team and also not being reliant on the owner. Because a, a business can the owner can still be very involved and uh there can be a good management team, but it is actually better for the owner. Not to be, not to be involved and not to so for example you don't want the buyer, the, the the owner to be holding the key client relationships so you may think oh great yeah I have got a good management team but actually uh, what would it be like if the owner wasn't there anymore is he the person who's just whining and dining the clients and uh, who the client who who the, who is the figurehead of the business. So, you know, I'll give you another example that uh, a a client came to me many years ago. Uh, He his name, uh, as in many businesses, his name was part of part of the name of the business. And he was just associated with the business. All his clients associated with the business. Um, And I said to him, he was the uh, at that time, he was the. Uh, he he held himself out as the uh, managing director. I said, "Look, um, optically people can't see that." And by the time he came to put out the uh, the the information memorandum, which is the sort of the details of the business that you send out to clients, he had taken my advice. Not everybody does, but he did, um, and he he uh, put himself out uh, in the team list. He was number five on the team list, i.e., showing. It's not all about me. Uh, he And he had changed himself to calling himself founder and non-executive chairman. And that's a very good line to show that uh, it's got some history. The person is still there in the background, but he's now founder and non-executive chairman. And uh, backers will, will will want to know that there's a, 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 an experienced finance person. And then they, they, it, it's quite a good thing to have two or
0: three people to back. Uh, and and so, uh, this, Ian? What I know it's how long's a piece of string, to some degree. But do you do you have a range or an idea or an average that you would say, if you had a strong management team and a good succession plan and weren't dependent on an individual, it could add two multiple or it could add four multiple. What what sort of value do you think that that could make the difference, of between a business where it is and isn't isn't uh, potentially from
1: unsaleable to saleable uh that's that that, that that's number unit you know, number 1 but it could it could easily put put it up from uh by, by sort of a factor of 2 so a business that would otherwise be going at 5 maybe a powerful business and go at a multiple of 7 so th- th- these um, just sort of emphasize you know when you can change your multiple anybody anybody that's uh, anybody that has run a business will know how difficult it is to just increase your profits. You know, if you're making uh, to, to 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 change a, a business from uh, you know put it up from a million to a, a million to two million, that's 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 that that's a tough 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 job. But if you can just do sort of these small tweaks that we're going to you know that we're talking about today. And you can actually increase the amount, the, the 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 multiple of your profits. Then that 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 is uh, that 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 that's that's if you like free money that you can get.
0: Brilliant. So, what else would uh, increase the multiple, or or would be higher on your list of structural or or business differences that that would add a multiple?
1: Well, one thing is uh, t- timing is important, and you want to make sure that any buyer wants to make sure that he can take the business forward, and that you haven't got the best years out of it. So, people say to me, "When should I sell?" And it- it's almost sort of uh, when not to sell. Don't sell just as you've peaked, and then you're beginning to come down, because people will then see the trajectory going that way. As long as you're, you're, you're uh, as long as you can show. Uh, ideally a steady pattern of growth and ideally over over the last sort of 3 years so it doesn't look like a blip so for example a lot of people had uh, a lot of buyers were suspicious about uh, big swings post covid uh, and thinking that they, that they that those swings would wear wear off so if you can show growth uh, then then that, that, that is going to drive the multiple up. And if you – again, there's always in sort of an equal and opposite. If you're showing stagnation or worse, decline, and especially – and let me say this, what I'm about to say happens, it unfortunately, in many processes uh, – if you show a decline during the sales process, during the 12 months, that is that that can be really fatal for your multiple. It could
0: just be the distraction of the process. Absolutely. You know, and we, We've got a board that are full on building a business and suddenly they get distracted into the sales process. So it's important, one, to make sure you're not at that stagnating or peak, but two, to make sure if you are growing, you don't lose that growth because of the. Process, I guess.
1: Exactly, and that's what, that 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 sort of is all connected with making sure that the business is not totally reliant on the owner. Because, as uh, as you know, the process itself is unbelievably full on. You know, you 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 may get uh, in, in, in in during the sale of a business, you may get ten thousand emails come through. Um, and, and and that is not exaggerating. You may you you, you literally may get ten thousand emails. So there's absolutely no way that somebody can successfully combine that with, uh, with 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 continuing to grow a business. So it, it that it it becomes more than a full time job in itself. So the that second in itself,
0: thing, yeah. So go on. No, no. So so the second I was gonna thing say that to me, I've yeah. seen real examples of it where people say, "Oh no, I can grow a bit more. I can grow a bit more," and they're leaving no upside for a future buyer compared to other examples where I was thinking when Innocent Drink sold to Coca-Cola and, you know, you could say had they reached a peak because there were so many competitors coming in that, that were starting to steal space from them on shelves and, and, and they were kind of leveling a little bit. But the difference in that example is to find a buyer who can take a product that's up there but can plug it into the Coca-Cola system so to get it into more customers and to get it um, into more markets even because they can take a local or regional or national product to make it international by plugging it into the Coca-Cola machine. So I guess that three years out, part of it is also looking at who are the target potential buyers and how might you position that sale to attract a particular buyer?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the three years out, you have to start thinking about the, the whole visual of your business in terms not just of attracting customers or candidates but actually attracting buyers. So yeah. at that point, it may be that awards uh, sort of showing off about awards becomes important. Now, we can all sort of like treat the the, the, the awards with a, a, a pinch of salt. But actually, if you are, if you can sort of demonstrate that you're number one in your sector and you're recognized as number one by your peers, that is a good thing. There's only one number one. And um it, it, that 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 actually is is something that will tick up your multiple. But let me come up to come, come back to something that, that that's uh, sort of uh, you know other uh, other other factors uh, that will push your multiple up. What a buyer doesn't want to do if he's parting with a load of money is take a load of risk he wants to know that his money is safe and that, that, that the that the past uh, growth of the business is going to carry on with him so we've talked we 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 we've talked about how making sure that there is still uh so you know that it, that it hasn't peaked but risk can manifest itself in other ways so what you don't what, what a buyer doesn't like is if there's too much concentration in one particular customer so it is good to have it's good to have uh loyal loyal and steady customers it's even better if they are blue chip customers uh why is it better because you know those customers will still be around and uh that 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 uh, they 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 they'll, they'll carry on buying off you um but what what a, what a buyer doesn't want is to think that uh the the whole value of this business is down to one or one, one or two 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 customers and it's a very difficult thing for a uh, for, for for a company to do because you know anybody who's run a business will have of course everybody has their biggest customer yeah and uh naturally you you put a lot of energy into that biggest customer because they're they're, they're paying your day-to-day bills but
0: well, and it's interesting because as you're saying these things they're all ringing true to the stuff that you taught tom and i as we are growing because you know at the time when we were in retail and, and we were our clients were uh wholesalers retailers producers i was really conscious that. Um, You'd say, oh, you know, if, if, for instance, a supplier ninety percent of their business is going through Tesco's, that's great if it's growing the volume and it's giving them some profit. But actually, a buyer would know that that Tesco's could go to a different supplier very quickly, and the whole business is shot. Whereas if you had a hundred different customers, you could lose ten of them and still be trading well. And equally, you said the same about not just having one product or one service that you were dependent on because that same risk, but getting uh, getting it so that you had several products. Maybe in several markets or several sectors. So, if there was any kind of mini recession in any sector, even that you still had good, solid income and security and less risk in a different area. Absolutely, you know,
1: and I can put some some numbers on that, um, which I hope, hope uh, people will find helpful. You know, I think if you have clients who clients. Or suppliers, uh, but sort of we, we, we can come back to the, 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 the suppliers in a minute. But if you have customers that represent more than 5% of your income, then buyers will want to drill down and check how secure that relationship is, how long it's been going for, what the notice period is. It is what 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 are the other factors, the relationships, et etc., that it relies on? So, if it's more than five percent, bars will take an interest. Um, if it's less than five the percent, corollary, the corollary is they will be reasonably relaxed on it. If it's more than ten percent, then it starts to make a, a buyer nervous. So, you can probably um, you can you know uh, you you may be able to. Uh, get away with sort of having one one customer who represents more than 10%, that especially if it's a blue chip customer, that may show sort of strength, and especially uh, yeah. if that customer has been with you for a long time. But of course, yeah. if that customer has only been with you for a year or two, and there aren't, you know, that the, the, there isn't much stickiness there, there isn't any reason why that 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 customer couldn't move. It will make the bar nervous.
0: That That makes great sense. So so that's that's a really important point, Ian, because I do mentor a lot of businesses that are outstanding but in one sector, or outstanding, but with one product, or outstanding, but they've got one big customer. Um, I'm thinking particularly of a couple of construction guys who are working just for one big home company or something. And it made me think, as you were saying about Carillion, that they're too big to fail, they'll never fail, there were billions and hundreds of billions, and how many people were pulled under as they went under because of that. So it's it, it, those things are good uh, practices or, or structural Um, aims, irrespective of whether you're selling, because who would want that level of risk attached to one sector, one customer, one product? Exactly. Those
1: people have probably only got one potential buyer, and that's that big customer. (laughs) Yeah. So if you've only got one potential buyer, you've got zero competition. So you're absolutely not going to get the highest multiple.
0: And anyone who's worked with the supermarkets or or a big company like that know that if it gets too big, it can get tempting for them to... um, uh, to sell that's their own your, product, their yeah, vision. that's true. Yeah, um, and and and
1: just to make the point that you know the same may apply with a supplier. So you may be reliant on a particular supplier coming from uh, an a, you know. The other side of the world, and that again may make people very nervous because it may mean that the, you know, we've all seen this supply chain difficulties, uh, but it also may mean that your the, the cost of producing your product is very vulnerable to to movement. So, uh, it, it, yeah, well, I mean, both I'm on the supply loads and
0: costs I mean, I've known you for twenty years, and I've still made loads of notes because it's never uh, it's never bad to refresh those. But and I've said, you know, strong management team, uh, succession plan, um, no dependence on one person. Next generation may or may not want to be in, involved. Is there some upside? Have you got any awards? It, what degree of risk have you got on this dependency threshold? What 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 other are, are there many other factors that can change a multiple that would be key or part of that kind of core um focus without getting into the minutiae
1: no 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 there are there are some other big points look what what one and this is of course more difficult to change it's whether you're in the right sector so different sectors uh will be hotter and command higher multiples than other sectors so most obviously these days anything that is sort of that that is tech focused um is going to command a higher multiple than something that's not tech focused. Yeah, yeah. Um so well, the, you know what's the relevance of that well it may be just a, a sort of a reality check if you've got a uh, a, a a business that is more old world you, you know and you know a mate who sold his business for 14 20 30 times multiple it, it just ain't going to happen for you but you can if you plan plan ahead you can potentially, obviously it depends what, what your business does, but if you look at it through the eyes of somebody, how can you make that seem more attractive, more sexy, more relevant? So it may be that you've got a, you know, for example, a, an old, a, a, a traditional type of recruitment business. Now yeah. in the recruitment area, there, there, there are sort of specialist things that move the multiples there, you know, uh, which is too specialist. I won't get into that. But, if you call it talent management well that that that's a far more sort of uh relevant re, relevant word and if you you know if you you sort of add a bit of consultancy on that and and and, and brand it slightly differently so it then
0: it's more valuable somehow than recruitment doesn't it it does and it's
1: not you know it it's it's not the type of thing that you can it, it's not the type of change that you can make at the last minute so uh even within your own business you can sort of think about it from the out, the outside um the other thing is that there are different the the, the multiple will move at different levels of of uh, of profits so you know if you say to me what is what what is a business in xyz sector what can it get so this, the 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 average multiple may be Six but that multiple may be uh, may, may be attainable if you are making let's say two million pounds profits, whereas if you come and you're making three hundred thousand pounds profits the, the the business may be you know that's a a, a a fantastic level to have got got to, and I'm not uh, certainly not putting down any entrepreneur who's got his business to that level. But it won't if you're doing exactly the same business that's making two million pounds. Yeah. You won't be the two million pounds will get a quite a considerably higher multiple. You know, potentially, sort of, it could move from four to set four, four at three hundred thousand pounds for exactly the same business. If it's doing two million, it may get seven, seven and a half. So that 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 really moves it. So. Um, it, it, you know, is that something you can do much about? Well, it, it, it it's worth knowing and it may it, it you know it may be worth putting into your business plan so that you think once I get and, and and weirdly and sort of irrationally, there are psychological jumps for a buyer. So once you get above uh above a million pounds profit, the multiple will tick up. So right. it's it, it may well be the wrong time to go that you've you you know, that you, you may have said, i right, I'm gonna go in two years' time. And you're at 870 i had that this conversation with somebody um i think you know him actually and you know i said get yeah if you're at 870 get your business plan and and that the, the time to go is when you when you move above a million because that is potentially going to move your multiple up by a whole a, a whole single digit
0: so you get a whole extra million on top just by moving the profit 130 grand in effect but moving at one
1: pound potentially, I mean, literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it it's bizarre. So it's worth it's sort of fi- worth fixing that firmly in your goal.
0: Well, and that's really relevant to a, a lot of the companies I mentor. You know, are probably between a hundred grand and a couple of million. And, um, you know, they'll say something like it's half a million. Oh, we're thinking of selling or we want to sell this because we're seduced to go into this other area of business. Uh, And we can think, so to be able to say, well, look, you've doubled from 100 to 200, doubled from 200 to 400. You now got to 600. If we can just keep that going a year and a half time, get it over a million, then instead of just being a great exit fee, it's a life-changing exit fee. Absolutely. Um, And so I think it's a really good point. Absolutely. Um, any any other great uh, multiple? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's effect. sort of it. I th- I think
1: sometimes you sort of you you, you learn a lot. Look, like, you like like your what was the name of your your your, your books? Failure breeds success, is not it? Yeah, you know, and you learn yeah, a lot sort it. of through yeah through through, through the the lessons. Uh, yeah. And um, you know, I've got, I'm I'm dealing with a business at the at the moment, and we took it out to potential making millions and millions of pounds in profits took it out to private equity and private equity weren't interested. Why? Because it was making such low margins. It was a very high volume business making low margins. Now
0: um, it doesn't mean no, it's it was uns- making millions because it was a low proportion of the overall turnover. That, that was a, the, 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 the,
1: the, the, the revenue is uh, the revenues at, uh, hundreds hundreds of million and it's making you know it's a high high volume low margin business now you may say well that's no good that's not no good as advice soon because it is what it is that's just the nature of the business and to some extent that may be true, but at least if people are aware that that is not that 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 is going to be a yeah. uh, a difficulty you're going to have to overcome now it doesn't well, mean it, it... yeah it' doesn't.
0: say Interestingly, you could have an opportunity within your business to transform that because it made me think of another business uh, I know where they're exactly that hundreds of millions, uh, single digit, low single digit margin, but they do have growing parts of the business uh, that are on the periphery of their product or offering that are much higher margin. And you could almost say, if we look forward two years and you could grow these areas, which will will bring your melded margin up, that could transform the multiple that we could achieve for you.
1: Exactly. And Actually, that it's a that's a great point, Mike. Because you don't necessarily have to do that with your business. Be, you can show if you've got those uh, those areas in your business that are growing and that are the high margin parts. Then actually, that is something that would be attractive to a buyer because he can see then there's the potential there. So um, it doesn't mean I don't want to think people to think you know there are you know I I I wish I I, I had. Uh, created a business that is as successful as this as as, as, as this uh, particular business that I was referring to and we will be able to sell it we will you know we'll, we'll uh, be able to sell it but it will need it, it, it's going to going to need debt finance So, sort of banks probably won't be that worried about financing that type of business but it probably isn't sort of sexy and attractive to a private equity type of buyer
0: and One of the things that made me think when you're talking about some of those businesses, I was talking to a guy just last week. He was saying the problem is I'm growing uh, this business to such a level that I am like a huge player in this sector. Uh, sector that that doesn't have many big players, and I'm worried that when I come to exit, there's no one big enough to buy me because I'm the biggest in this sector. And I said, well, that's because you're looking to an exit or or a potential taking some cash off the table uh, only through the eyes of someone buying you. You know, there's nothing to say you couldn't list and take some money out uh, and and uh, and. And and scale your business by the benefit of uh, of AIM or, or or one of the other. Um, yeah, absolutely.
1: That, that that is a, that 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 is just not a not, not not a problem. And in fact, it's the opposite to a problem. Being the biggest in your sector is a good thing. Uh, right. and if it, it can be as simplistic as that, because like I said before, there's only one number one player. People will pay a premium for the number one player, and it you know that 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 is thinking that it's yes. There may not, there may be no other trade player uh, to take you out, but uh, you know, is he the biggest in the world? It, he, he's he's likely to be the most attractive to an overseas trade buyer, uh, and certainly he could well be attractive to either private equity or it could be a sale to management backed by debt finance. So there's lots of different ways of selling it, and that 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 just isn't an issue at all.
0: And I guess when someone comes to you, that almost like saying we want to sell. The first question is, well, is sale the right the right way to get what you want to achieve? And looking at all those different uh, ways of obtaining what they want, what they're really saying is, we want to take some money off the table. We want some additional security. I want to take a bit of a backstep or whatever. And I guess it's that they see exit as a, a, almost a singular strategy rather than what are the different ways I can achieve my goal.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know. Um Depends what stage you are, uh, you are in your life. It depends what you want want, want want to get out of it, and it depends where the business is in its growth. Most businesses uh, in the UK will, will will go for a multiple of less than less than ten. It could be way it could be way less than ten, uh, and it's quite difficult. You know, I don't think people. And again, I just want to want to be be realistic for people. Yeah. Uh, but these are these are. Huge money differences. So if you're making 2 million profits and you can move it from, uh, you know, from seven, 7 to 10, well, that's 6 million pounds yeah. of, yeah, exactly. of free money.
0: Well, and interestingly enough, what I've found where where we've uh, worked with people and implemented some of these things, good succession plan, not dependence, lowered the risk, all of these things that you've talked about, what we have seen is what you're talking about is the uplift you get, even if you kept the profit the same. The reality is, as you put in these elements that make a good exit strategy, you tend to grow the business as well because they're sensible and right things to do anyway, because you're broadening your customer base, you're reducing your dependence on a particular customer, you're bringing in stronger team uh, around you or or to allow you to take, I I guess, a different perspective on it. So my guess is if you're working over three years, it, it sounds like it is possible to considerably increase the multiple, but also to considerably increase the profitability that that multiple is going to be applied to.
1: Of course, that's uh, exactly right. You know, all of these things. I'm not going to tell anybody anything that's a bad business discipline, anyway. Um, that you, you, you're not going to. I think, in fact, that's a good good point, and I'm sure you 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 would echo this, Mike. Yeah. Uh, at, at the root of it, you've got to do what's right for the business, because that that in, in any in fact, if you're completely blinkered about some uh, 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 about a sale, then uh, that, that 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 is not that is not going to work but I think these things have got to work in tandem. You've got to have a focus, you've got to have a goal, and it's got to be good for the business.
0: Thanks. I mean, that's that's incredibly uh, useful for any business to say, you're so focused on on your profit, but if you can change some of these things in the event of an exit or working towards an exit, we can transform the, the sale price that you can achieve. Um, one other thing I wanted to touch on, and it and it, I, it was spurred in my head when you talked about being the biggest in the sector is something worth a value or adds a multiple or a value. I remember Mike Cotman, when uh, Tom and I met him and he said in the particular sector uh, research, there was lots and lots of small players uh, and not many big players. And so he was talking about a whole strategy where you in effect worked with five or six or 10 other players and rolled them into one. Uh, and that's something I see Sponge doing with training videos, uh, at the mo- uh, training companies at the moment as well. And, and that in itself is a strategy. So it may be that you don't just exit, but you lie to joint venture with or join with or purchase other businesses in a scale-up process that would add more value and scale, but also might add more multiple because, of, or more customers as you broaden around the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That 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 is a uh, very well known and tried and tested route uh, in, in, in the trade. They call it buy and build. And um, you know what 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 you're doing is exactly what you just said, which is roll, rolling up similar businesses. And that really goes with what we were saying earlier that um, if you have one business making three hundred thousand, uh, and it may get uh, obviously it depends what sector it's in, but it may get a multiple of four and uh and uh, you know you get uh, four four similar businesses so they may all get a multiple of four individually but if you just i say just it's a difficult process and of course subject to the, to integration risk to 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 integrating those businesses but if you can com- combine those businesses to be a 1.2 million pound business. Well, it certainly won't be going for a four times multiple. That is prob probably then going for so going for a sort of a six a six times multiple. Yeah. So ag- aggregating them, you haven't actually sort of create you haven't created created anything um other than bring bring something together, potentially bring it yeah. under a, a under one brand, potentially sort of have um it's a sort of a more powerful brand name, uh, but that 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 is a common a, a common uh, way of increasing your multiple.
0: That's outstanding. So just before we wrap up, in two quick fire questions, what's the um, biggest value you've sold a business for?
1: Uh, biggest value is um, yeah over a billion.
0: Okay, and was, that's fantastic. What's the highest multiple that you've been able to achieve in any sector?
1: Um, the highest multiple is, uh, is 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 above thirty. Um, so that 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 is uh, let's be realistic. The profits were, were, were very small, but it was an extremely ex, extremely attractive bit of tech that yeah. uh, that 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 could command that type of multiple.
0: Thanks Ian, that was fantastic. And uh, I, I know you've helped me massively in lots of businesses that we bought, lots of businesses that we sold. I know that friends I've put to you have been wowed by the difference you made. Uh, and as I said earlier, a fifth down black belt, there's not many in the UK. And the fact that you take that warrior attitude into buying and selling businesses, I know they'll always want you in my corner. Thanks for your expertise. I hope it's valuable to people who have listened today.